It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. And joining me today is a legend known as the A-Train, Artis Gilmore, a 2011 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee who played 17 professional seasons, beginning with a legendary ABA career in which he won a championship with the, again, legendary Kentucky Colonels. In the ABA, he also picked up three MVP awards, one for his regular season work, one for his playoff work, and one for his all-star appearances. And you want to talk all-star appearances? There were plenty of those as well. He made five ABA all-star appearances. Mr. Gilmore, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me, Kyle. Thank you. Now, artists, so many of your contemporaries with comparable size, and there were few, as of course the A-Train was a big, big train car, um, made their reputation with menacing games. Your reputation was the polar opposite. Looking back, was was Artis Gilmore's gentle giant game, um, was that purposeful, or was that just Artis Gilmore being Artis Gilmore on the court? Well, Kyle, excuse me. Uh, you know, I'm trying to determine whether it's a combination of uh, of the earlier years where growing up with a large family of uh, kids, uh, brothers and sisters, and uh, my mother and father, at the, you know, in control, and uh, just the environment back in the uh, in the fit, late fifties and and sixties. Uh, that mentality uh, was certainly a, a, a ch- very challenging. So, uh, you know, when I think back to that time frame and continuing uh, through the development of uh, my basketball uh, abilities and moving forward, uh, you know, I would I would think that would play a very important role in and and the way, um, uh, of course, my mentality and the development of that. It's so true. And when you were drafted uh, and joined the Kentucky Colonels in 71-72, your success was immediate, too. I mean, your style really fit what the ABA needed, obviously. Not only did you win MVP, you won Rookie of the Year that year. How would you describe the way that your transition from from college seemed so effortless to go to the ABA? Well, Kyle, I'm not so sure I would use the term effortless <laughs> I think uh, 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 hard work and development and certainly uh, uh, enjoying uh, uh, some success uh, in my college especially my last couple of years after transferring from um, Gardner Webb and during that time it was a two year institution to a four year school at Jacksonville University um uh, certainly, that development of that particular uh, stage was um, certainly instrumental in, in uh, and allowed me to make that transition from uh, that level uh, to the next level, which was my first uh, uh, year with the uh, Kentucky Colonels. And you mentioned, of course, your experience at Jacksonville, and there are still some of the things that you've done at Jacksonville uh, that still stand as as records today. Um, and, and your involvement with your second alma mater is still something that you take great pride in. Can you talk about the way that the the way that you have decided to make a part of your part of your legacy those years in Jacksonville as well? 
Well, uh, uh, Cal, uh, uh, no question. I, I've uh, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed the, the transition from uh, reflecting back. Certainly, it was a, a little bit smoother moving from Gardner Well to uh, Jackson University, and uh, and that experience continued with the uh, coaches Tom Wise and, and of course Joe Williams was uh, uh, their, you know, uh, approaching their mentality, the way they ex- expressed uh, appreciation and equalizing. When I use the word equalizing, I, I reference to the fact they treated me like a young man and and not just like a, I mean, some of the, if you, you know, think back at some of the other coaches, and I certainly won't, will not call any names, but, you know, have a tough, Tough, tough uh, way of approaching the game with their with their in, uh, players, and 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 I experienced a little bit of that earlier, early on. But uh, as as you indicated, that I have I enjoyed uh, very much my relationship with uh, my teammates and here at Jacksonville University. And thanks so much after uh, you know, a number of years, twenty something years. Uh, I have returned to uh, Jacksonville, and I am presently uh, employed here at the university. I love hearing you use the word here. It really it really speaks to how much home Jacksonville has remained for you. Now, your champion Colonels team, with you and Dan Issel and Louis Dampier, coached by Hubie Brown, uh, it is is one that we still talk about to this day. And in fact, when I speak when I spoke with Dan Issel uh, a couple of weeks ago, he echoed Hubie Brown's uh, sentiment that that team would have in fact beaten the NBA champion Golden State Warriors if they accepted the challenge. And so I'm not going to ask you whether you also think you would have won, but I'm going to ask you why you would have won and by how much. How's that for a twist on the question? Well, I don't know, uh, and, no, and I don't think anyone could predict how much. Uh, but we felt very confident that the the challenge, if the challenge would have been accepted, that uh, it would have been very competitive, and you know, with the Golden State Warriors with Rick Barry, George Johnson, of course, Jamar Wilkes at the, the, during that time they had uh, as a young a young club. Uh, would have been very, very competitive. We had uh, a really great, great front line, Danielson, Louis Dampy, and myself, and we had uh, Wilbur Jones and uh, uh, Bird, Bird Avery, uh, just a, a very talented, talented club, and we uh, it certainly would have been exciting. I remember uh, the owner of our club, uh, and uh, I think the network during that time issued uh, uh, a considerable amount of, of funds that they had put on the board that want to take all, and not necessarily a seven-game series, but a five-game series, the best three out of five, and want to take all. So uh, well, that was, uh, that, of course, that was a refuse and uh, did not happen. And I, I think it was just a long-term planning for the two leagues to merge down the line. Indeed. And in fact, you know, appropriately when the ABA does fold uh, after the 75-76 season, you end up with the Chicago Bulls, the team that also drafted you to the NBA in 71. But I'm 
it's it's amazing to think about that merger because yes, you did go uh, number one in that player dispersal draft to the Chicago Bulls, but I'm wondering if you can put into perspective the way that those players in the ABA felt as the number of jobs in professional basketball decreased by a significant amount and the talent pool was not immediately absorbed into the NBA. There had to be some trepidation around, around ABA locker rooms with some of your friends as well. No. Um, you're referencing to former players. Absolutely. No question. It was just, uh, as you indicated, just a very select few jobs that was available, uh, after that, after the decision was made where is the uh, merger, not necessarily a merger. Uh, you know, I wouldn't really call it a merger. I think just the absorbing yeah. of, of four teams, which was the uh, Spurs, the the Pacers, the, the New Jersey, the Nets, and uh, San Antonio Spurs. Well, those four teams, uh, and certainly they, their rosters were pretty well set, uh, especially San Antonio and Denver. Uh, and so the other teams uh, really, really struggled, you know, for quite some time, uh, looking to try to find their their place. Uh, the Pacers and the and the and the Nets really uh, experienced a very difficult time uh, making that transition. And for you, the transition, uh, you know, took you to Chicago, but also to the Spurs and the Celtics. Before you played in Italy for your final for your final season in professional basketball, I'm wondering because the Kentucky Colonels' experience was so formative, and it was one of 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 such just almost immediate success for you and the team. Were those final couple of years in the NBA was it difficult because you were never able to recapture something that was I don't know maybe even maybe even the guys felt it was taken away when the colonels just folded. Was that difficult to recoup those feelings? Well, not, not at all. I, I certainly, um, I actually had the mindset in the frame that, uh, we, you know, things are uh, developing and elevating to another level. And in fact, it, it was exactly that. I mean, that, that thought process, uh, you know, I, I look back at a, a great player, uh, uh, Mays, uh, 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 Scott May, was the first player sele- selected in the draft, and he's with the, the Bulls that only won 24 ball games that particular year. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so uh, Scott May was the first player selected in the, in the uh, draft. And then the, the problem with that, with that situation Scott really did not have an opportunity to play until his third, uh, almost his fourth year. He received something, you know, started off with uh, uh, illness and then moving forward. They had uh, each year he had uh, a problem with a different knee. And so uh, that, I guess the anticipation that the nucleus they had put together that we would have a tremendous amount of success, but unfortunately, that phase of it uh, was uh, uh, delayed as far as the development of it, and uh, and uh, as a result, you know, for me, it was just that uh, that road of, of, of continuing to 
uh, developing and moving forward and gaining experience in the league. Well, it is incredible to go back and watch the tape of your game now, all these decades later, because it does seem like it was ahead of its time. A, a big man who could shoot from the outside, a, a, who could run the floor. And so I, I want to close with this for Artis Gilmore. What does it mean for you to be working with the Basketball Hall of Fame at this stage in your life? Oh, the, the, this is the pinnacle. You know, uh, I listened to some a number of the uh, uh, the statements and the remarks and, and the thought process of so many inductees, and just to be a part of that class at at the pinnacle, uh, you've uh, you worked so hard throughout your career, and and uh, to, to actually, you know. Then a, a Hall of Famer is, uh, as I indicated before, you know that's uh, the, the ultimate location where, where uh, so many great athletes has uh, completed their their journey, and uh, and and finalized and finally as a Hall of Famer, you know that's and I just happen to be one of them, and uh, it's just a. Uh, a joy and a pleasure and, and and a thrill to be a part of it. Well, we are also pleased that the A-Train has made a stop in Springfield, Massachusetts. He is a 2011 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee who played 17 professional seasons, winning championships and MVPs galore. Artis Gilmore, thanks so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My pleasure, Kyle.